luminous souls. Thank you so much for tuning in. Your presence is both welcome and needed in this sacred space. This is Faith Inspired Action, the podcast. I am Tara Todd, multi-passionate healer, faith fanatic, plant medicine enthusiast, and co-creating queen. Nope, never been called modest. (laughs) But I am your host and I am so excited to venture on this journey with you. I help people remember who they are and harness their power to curate the life they desire. So we'll have conversations around mindset, metaphysics, faith, personal development, and expansion. I believe in one consciousness and the interrelation of all living things. So let's water each other's tree, nourish one another's soil, and empower humanity to align, transform, and transcend into their divinity. I am all about the healing, wholeness, and as a collective, living our most sovereign and authentic lives. I am extending my branch to you, so let's jump right in. Hello, hello, my luminous souls. Welcome to another episode of Faith Inspired Action, the podcast. I'm really looking forward to sharing this uh, episode with you because um, I've gotten some messages and uh, some people just checking in on me. So this is a post-grief episode and it's just a little mini that I'm going to throw in here to kind of update you guys since I shared the grief episode with you um, shortly after putting my dog down. So um again, I had been getting some messages and um, people checking in and I really, really appreciate that. And I just kind of wanted to do a full update for everybody, um, you know, just to kind of see where things are at on the other side. Um, so whew, here we go. <laughs> so it's been a few months now. I believe the grief episode was in February And um, I had actually put my dog down in late January, January 24th of this year. Um, So you might remember if you had been listening, I had gone through previous to putting my dog down, literally like a four month stint of just getting my butt kicked. (laughs) I mean, just really honestly dealing with some back to back traumatic events and you know, then, you know, leading up to Sable, my dog, and having to put her down, it just was a lot coming into a new year. And, you know, 2022 was definitely not anything to rave about. So it had just been several months of a lot of hard stuff. I believe when I recorded the grief episode, I was also coming off of, um, the flu or, you know, some kind of an illness. It wasn't COVID. It was like a flu. So I know I remember sounding really horrible. So on top of just like, you know, going through um, grief and mourning, I was also not feeling well, which just added to like the overall um, effect being probably really depressing. And to be honest with you, I haven't even gone back to listen to that episode just because I'm like, let's just leave it there. <laughs> I don't need to revisit it. Um, so yeah, so basically, uh, just to kind of catch everybody up, um, I my dog Sable was a little girl. She was uh, 17 years old and she was a Chihuahua Shih Tzu Pomeranian that I had 
rescued when she was just 10 weeks old. So I would say really over the last year, 2022 was really a pivotal year for her declining. Um, And it happened, even though it's right before your eyes, it's like you don't really notice it because you see them every day. And so I probably wasn't fully aware of how fast she was declining. Um, It seemed like it was happening in slow motion, but it definitely was a kind of like one thing after the next situation. Um, so yeah, she, she had started going blind and a little deaf probably in 2021. And then last year at our vet visit, we, he diagnosed her as having dementia. Um, and that really is what changed everything. Her forgetting commands and common words and where to go to the bathroom, um, just made life more challenging it was literally the same kind of regression that we see in humans. Like when they, when they age, when we, when we, they, when we age (laughs) and start to rely more and more on family and and need an additional level of support. By the end, she was really like a newborn. I was, um, we were doing diaper changes. You know, we had started using diapers because she just did not know the difference. We'd go outside, she'd hang out, come in the house and immediately go to the bathroom. So it really was like, you know, I just couldn't hold her accountable for anything at that point. And so we were using diapers. We were up in the middle of the night. You know, she had some restlessness and anxiety as a result of just really losing everything around her, you know, really losing what she had known we couldn't, I could not take her in the car at all anymore. Um, she just was so just anxious, I think, because she couldn't see outside and she couldn't really uh, hold herself up on the door, um, you know, to enjoy having the window down like she used to. So it just, it just was a really, um, you know, sad decline. And it got more and more challenging. At, at the end, I really wasn't even leaving the house um unless she was napping just for fear that she'd kind of get herself into areas of the house where she couldn't get herself out, you know, because of her limited sight and, um, increasing confusion. So, um, yeah, all that was going on. And then in addition to that, one of the biggest reasons we started using diapers, which anyone who has had a dog that's lived into the elderly or senior years would probably know that a lot of times their hind legs start to get weaker and weaker something about like the tendons and um I don't know whatever the vet had mentioned it to me and said that that was going to be probably a challenge for her and that was a big a big thing with us using the diapers was eventually she couldn't even hold herself up to like urinate and we're talking you know, a seven pound dog. Um, so there was a whole lot going on. And, uh, you know, this year, I just thought as she turned 17, let's do another quick checkup. You know, in talking to the vet previously, as she was getting older, he basically said, you know, you gauge it by her quality of life when she stops wanting to eat when she stops wanting to get up and go out. Um, things like that, things that just really hinder her from really living a full life, you know, that's when you want to start considering your options. And 
either that was going to happen where I was going to have to make a decision or one of the things he said was, you know, she'll, she'll be ready to go and she'll give you a look. And that just kind of like, I just didn't get that. Like, what look is she going to give me? And I kept like looking, like I kept looking at her and like wondering, you know, which look was the look. And even her groomer who we love and was very, very helpful, especially at the end, um, she said, oh, you'll know, you'll know it's not like any other look. So I kept kind of looking for that and didn't see it. And I kept also just telling her, you know, you don't have to stay for me. I will be fine if you are ready to go. You know, you can go. It's it's totally okay. And I just wasn't getting any kind of response. Um, so at our at our vet appointment in January, she had lost five pounds and the vet was pretty sure it was five pounds of muscle and probably a lot of it being in her hind legs. And so at that point, you know, it just, it, it didn't immediately hit me to be honest. I was just like, okay, you know, I, I don't even remember what I said. I don't even really remember, um, leaving. Um, but I know when I got home and had a moment to just process everything, I realized that, you know, I needed to make a decision. There was no point in continuing to let her suffer. You know, her legs would have gotten worse and worse. Everything would have got more and more challenging and difficult for her. And um, yeah, so there was a decision that needed to be made. And so I made that decision. And then very next day, um, we were uh, able to schedule for her to be put down. So... Yeah, I mean, I have no regrets about the decision. I know I did the absolute best. Um, I'm so honored to have had 17 years with that little girl. Um, she just was the most, the most docile and just sweetest baby. And I know there's probably lots of you out there with with uh, similar pets. You know, just they just grab onto your heart and don't let go. Um, so yeah, we, uh, I was really pleased with how everything worked out. We um, had the vet come to uh, our house and I had the candles and the music and the crystals and she was wrapped in a blanket and in my arms and I got to hold her and it was really the perfect, most beautiful setting that I could have imagined for her and exactly what I would have wanted. Um the vet was just an, an amazing, just an, an amazing soul as they typically are. Um, very caring, great support throughout the entire process, which actually was, um, you know, fairly quick. And, and now she sits on my fireplace. She's back home. Um, so yeah, you know, the, the beauty and the magic that she continued to, to show me, especially during these last few months was really just how sovereign, um, animals are like right up until the end, she stuck to her daily routine. She, you know, woke up every day. She had a desire to go outside. She got in her little walks. Everyone in the neighborhood knows her because she didn't, I didn't leash her. She didn't have to be leashed. I let her out the front door. She literally would walk the perimeter of our property and do her business and, and come on in. Like she didn't, 
go out in the street. She didn't chase other dogs. She didn't bother people. Like she just (laughs) was very, I don't know. She just was very independent and, um, and just a a good dog. She just was, that was just her way. She just kind of was always in her world doing her own thing. She was a bit independent the way a cat is. Like she didn't really like to be cuddled and like, she didn't want kids, you know, if kids were running down the street to want to play with her and pet her, she'd come in the house because she just did not want to be bothered. Or if I had, you know, if I had a party or entertained at my home, she'd always be hiding because she just was not a center of attention kind of dog. She was very, um, you know, very much kind of in her own world and did her own thing um, and just was super easy to take care of, shockingly. Um, but yeah, like it may sound crazy, but she taught me something through her integrity. You know, there were so many little things that I admired in her and I don't know, it may sound weird to some of you, but I just believe so strongly that animals can teach us a lot about trust and surrender and, and unconditional love. Um, I also think they know what we need and somehow are able to give that to us. Um, if only we're humble enough to receive it. So the, the last few months, especially were just a really special time because the more and more, you know, she began to decline, the more and more she actually did need me and she stayed really close to me. And I had a lot of time to, cuddle her and hold her and do the things that she normally would never have allowed, at least not for like that length of time. You know, almost every day she took a nap in my arms and like things like that, that were just very special moments to be able to have. Um, so, so yeah, on this side of it, I'm just, I'm really grateful to have gone through the grief process and, um, and maybe I'm not completely done with it, but I'm in a place where I feel really good. I feel really, um, whole again and, um, yeah, I just feel like I'm on the right path. If that makes sense. That was really, it may sound crazy, especially at my big age, but that was really my first experience walking myself through grief, actually being present, feeling all the feels, navigating the waves of sadness, you know, grounding, self-care, self-nurturing, really going all in, um, literally the healthiest I've ever like traversed a, a time of deep sadness. And so many great things have come of that. Um, I've always loved water. I'm a water person at heart. I was born in the summer and, um, just grew up in the pool every day, literally all day. Like the pool was open. We had a community pool and it was like open nine to five and we were there all day, every day. Like it was crazy. And, um, as I was going through the grieving process initially, my body was just craving water, just wanting to be in water constantly. And I was taking like these really long baths, like insanely long baths, but they were like so calming and just felt so necessary. The the bathtub was almost like my second office. I was like, you know, I was in there writing and like getting things done, but it was like, 
I just needed to be in there. I cannot explain it, but it was, it went on for a couple of weeks and then that shifted and my body was just wanting to be outside. I needed sun on my face. I needed to connect with nature. And, um, and so then I started walking and, um, it's just, you know, it's just been an interesting kind of evolution. Uh, it had been quite a long time since I needed to walk Sable where she was actually on a leash and, um, you know, and wanting to go a distance. She, that she hadn't been doing that for several years, actually. Um, you know, because she was just getting older and it just gets to be too much on their little legs. So I had also gotten very lazy and (laughs) definitely was not, um, incorporating any movement into my day. And so it was really nice just to get out into nature and, uh, listen to my me and God playlist and, just have the memories, do the crying, do the laughing, um, and just connect with nature. It was interesting. I had birds following me and it just seemed really, (laughs) really, um, weird people be walking their dogs and their dogs want to all come up to me. It was like, they knew I had a loss and needed like puppy love. It was crazy, but just so beautiful. Um, and I just feel like I was able to connect to everything that I really needed in those moments. And now, you know, on the other side of it, I have, you know, some really great habits, some really good, you know, self-nurturing habits. Um, I'm still walking a few miles every day, at least five days a week, I would say. And, um, and it's something I do for my mental health. For me, it just feels really good to get out there and um, spend that time with God or working on some personal development, listening to somebody's book or a program I've purchased. Um, it's just been really, really good. Um, it was, you know, once Sable was released from this physical life, I just found that I had such a greater capacity to take care of myself. Um, and my relationship with myself has really grown as a result of that. Not that I have any regrets for not doing this job before, Um, I'm just so happy with where I am right now. Much more confidence, um, doing a lot of like just focus and cleaning in areas that cleaning, I should say cleaning and clearing in areas and healing in areas that I just like had not really, you know, invested that time into. So... Yeah, it's just, it's really interesting. I feel like I haven't gained any more hours in the day, but when you, it's, I've never really been, I guess, a caretaker. And so when you take care of someone, especially the way I've had to take care of my dog the last like year specifically with like round the clock kind of needing to constantly be alert and be ready to jump up at a moment's notice, like you don't realize how much space that takes up in your brain and in your energy. And so it's crazy how I know one of the things I mentioned in the grief episode was like how I was having like a brain fog and I was like feeling like I was in a time warp. And um, it's just so crazy how 
like now I just feel so clear. But also it's like my brain was trying to figure out like what was different, I guess, in our physical world. My, my One of my best friends, Miriam, who was interviewed in episode three, if you don't know who I'm referring to, go listen. Um, but it really took for her to explain to me what what was going on because I just I had never felt that before and I felt like I was like losing pockets of time and it's like I would walk into a room and forget why I walked in there and then I'd just be standing there for like a half hour it was really really crazy and she broke it down beautifully and just was saying like my brain was seeking out what it was used to doing, which was taking care of that little girl. So even if I was like working or running errands or whatever, my mind was constantly on her. And even after she was gone, there were so many times where I'd jump up thinking, oh my God, I haven't let her out. You know, she probably had an accident. And then only to realize she's not here anymore. Um, so yeah, it's it's amazing how much space those things can take up. And then when you don't have them, it literally feels like hours and hours of time have been um, given back to me. And again, that's just something I've never experienced. So um, if it sounds crazy, I'm sorry, it's just been my journey. <laughs> um, but on, honestly, what I'm really proud of is my level of self-leadership through this because again it was my first time if it had been me you know seven years ago or longer I would have for sure numbed out by overeating over drinking and over socializing because that's my go-to's when I'm trying to um escape right so instead of that, I've really focused on cultivating safety in my nervous system. And that was something I was already really working on. And so it really prompted me and like helped me, um, was kind of a precursor to me going through this and needing to do it at a higher level, I guess. Um, but yeah, really making sure that those stress hormones were kind of at bay and, and just, Focusing on nourishing myself well, hydrating well, grounding, incorporating movement, sleeping well, you know, and those are things that are still a priority for me day to day. Do I hit them every day? No, but 90% of the time they're getting done. Um, and that feels amazing because that's, that's not, that was not my previous situation. So... Aside from that, I've just given myself grace, you know, realizing it's okay to not always be okay, um, but it's what you do in that space, you know, and it's not lost on me that the way my life is set up, it might seem easier for me. I don't want to minimize anybody's situation. I do recognize that if I had little ones running around, I, it it would not have been as easy or a parent to care for or something like that. Like I get it. Um, I was very fortunate and I'm very grateful that I just had the space and time to truly just dedicate to myself. And I realize what a gift that is um, because we don't always have that. And um and that was temporary, you know, that, that period of time, that space that I had was temporary. So 
definitely, um, definitely grateful for that. So anyways, guys, that sums it up for today. I really, really appreciate all the love and concern, um, your messages, all of it. I needed every single one of them. I really, really did. For the first time in my life, I actually recognized that my cup was completely empty. I mean, completely empty. I had nothing to give. And your love pouring into me was legitimately what sustained me, what helped me, what pulled me through, what gave me hope. Um, So thank you all. Thank you all for being a part of this journey with me. I'm so grateful for your place here, of course, and um, even the people who don't show up here but see me on social media. (laughs) I appreciate you all, and I love you guys with my whole heart. I really do, and that's exactly why I try to remind you on each episode of how important you are, the important role you serve in this world, and how much humanity needs you. I love you guys. I love you so much. And I speak blessings into every area of your life. Thank you so much for joining me here at Faith Inspired Action, the podcast. Whether this is your first listen or you join me regularly, I am eternally grateful. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please do me the honor of liking, subscribing, and leaving me a comment or review. I'm totally up for connecting online too. So please follow me on Instagram at Faith Inspired Action. Then go to my link tree to join my private Facebook group and check out my current offerings. I welcome your questions, feedback, and insights. Also, if you have something amazing to share with the world, I'd love to invite you on a future episode. Just direct message me a basic synopsis of your story and include your email. Until next time, I love your luminous soul and thanks for sharing your light with this community. Music written and produced by my brother, Gabe Taylor at Lord Kingdom Productions. All rights reserved.